Every year in my town, there's this fantastic crafts in the park. It's always the day before Mother's Day, so it's fun to go and shop and get lots of cool stuff. At any rate, I came across One Earth Body Care, and it changed my life. Now, you may think I'm being hyperbolic, but I'm not. I am extraordinarily smelly, and I have tried every natural deodorant under the sun. Nothing has worked except for their fantastic natural deodorant. They have a variety of scents. They are non-greasy, cream-based formula, baking soda-free. Magnesium hydroxide keeps odor at bay, and let me tell you, it sure does. Organic and gentle, and they have wonderful, enchanting essential oil aromas. My favorite is vanilla rose, there's vanilla spice, lavender lime, lemongrass, cedar, sage. They also have wonderful shampoo bars, changed my daughter's life. Her hair looks amazing and conditioner bars. They have wonderful salves for dry skin and so much more. So please check them out at oneearthbodycare.com. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Health Power. I haven't eaten fast food since I was 15. And uh, I'm in my 50s now. And my 19-year-old has never had fast food. Now, I'm not saying this. I don't want to sound like I'm bragging. I don't want to sound like there aren't socioeconomic issues involved, convenience issues involved. But I've known for years that fast food is bad news. There's no way they can sell it that cheap and have it have any actual goodness. And the scary thing is it actually has a crap ton, (laughs) pardon my expression, of badness. Extensive testing on 21 of the nation's most popular fast food brands, and they reveal alarming levels of toxins and live in nutritional value. And fast food brands are also suppliers for school lunches, which completely bums me out. And joining us to talk about this is Zen Honeycutt, the founding executive director of the nonprofit Moms Across America, a national coalition of unstoppable moms with the motto, Empowered Moms, Healthy Kids. Zen, welcome to Health Power. I'm thrilled to have you. Thank you, Lisa. And thank you for bringing this important issue to Americans all across the country and around the world, if you're listening. Uh, we all want convenient, affordable, tasty food. Okay, let's not make anybody wrong for wanting that. Sure. We all expect that. Um, all of us have probably had fast food, with the exception of, of you and maybe a few others that have not had any fast food, um, you know, because sometimes you just need to eat some food. So we don't want to make anybody wrong for that. What we do want right. to do is make sure that if you do need to have fast, affordable food um, because you're in a pinch, that you're not being poisoned. I think that would be right. fair to expect <laughs> yes. out of the food in that's uh, you know coming from american restaurants and in american school lunches as you pointed out we were also extremely dismayed to find out when we tested school lunches 43 samples last year um, that were also very toxic that in the process we learned from school lunch directors that when they go to these conferences to choose the food that they're going to be serving their children every year that the vendors are fast food companies like Domino's and Del Taco and Pizza Hut. And uh, we were grossed out and and very concerned (laughs) about the food quality and decided to go to the source by doing further testing this year on fast food samples. And so thanks to our Moms Across America supporters who donated a lot of money, Children's Health Defense also donated, and Sentner Academy, which is a wonderful academy in Florida run by Leela and David Sentner. They also have a regenerative organic farm on their school property. They're very interested in this topic. So they all donated and our Moms Across America supporters sent samples from 20 different locations across the country of 21 different, uh, because I think there's one or two from the same city, but uh, definitely 21 different, you know, restaurants. They got two samples, two different types of meals from each restaurant, but sometimes they had to buy three or four samples of that Mm -hmm. same meal in order right. to have enough of the ingredients, right, to test for hundreds of samples. So what we tested for was uh, glyphosate and AMPA. That AMPA is the breakdown in all of right. the top twenty plus one samples. We we did plus one because our board wanted In and Out added. In and Out is a Californian um, right. considered healthy version of fast food, so they wanted that tested as well. That's actually number thirty three on the list of popularity, but we added them, and we tested for two hundred thirty six different pesticides. The top four heavy metals, 104 veterinary drugs and hormones for minerals. I think it's over a dozen different types of minerals, vitamin Bs, you know, I think it was about six or seven different kinds of vitamin Bs. And um, we are still pending the results on, on PFAS and phthalates. Uh, And with the, with, oh, we also tested for calories and fats and proteins in, in the samples as well. So 
you can imagine, you know, as many of the commenters said on our TikTok that went viral about this, I knew it was bad, as you said, but I didn't know it was this bad. The results were really bad. 100% positive for glyphosate, Lisa. 100% of the sample, the the top 20 fast food brands were positive for glyphosate. In comparison, the school lunches were 95.3% positive, also terrible. And grocery store food that was tested over the past 10 years was about 60% positive for glyphosate. And moms across America, we've had our eye on this and actually been sort of spearheading this for a very long time. We started the glyphosate testing, the first glyphosate testing in America in 2013, and found glyphosate in breast milk and tap water in our children's urine. And since then, a lot of different organizations, including governmental organizations, has finally finally been testing. And of course, we're finding contamination all across the board, but we've, we've never found 100% positive for glyphosate like this before. So that was very disturbing. Yeah, it is. You know, and I want to jump in because some people might be listening and say, I don't even know what glyphosate, I can't even, glyphosate I can never say is, that, yeah, yes, glyphosate. that word right. We've talked a lot about it here on Health Power and Health Power used to be naturally savvy and we talked about it a ton, but a, a lot of people are new to the program. So what is that and why is it so bad? Thank you for jumping in. Yeah, I can get carried away sure. here. So anytime no, no, we'll do that, fine. that's fine. Glyphosate is the what's declared as the active chemical ingredient in Roundup. And actually all of the ingredients are active, right? Otherwise they wouldn't yeah. be in there. So that's just a misnomer. It's what they use to as a loophole to get the EPA to approve glyphosate-based herbicides. They pick this one ingredient, which is actually one of the least toxic, immediately acutely toxic, right? It's very harmful right. over long term. So they can get it through the regulations by testing short-term testing for toxicity and it gets by, let's let's just say on the fifth day, the the oysters are closed and not feeding, but they're not dead. So that's not Mm -hmm. considered toxic, right? When they're exposed to glyphosate. So they use glyphosate as basically the scapegoat of all the different chemicals in Roundup. And glyphosate is, um, it's it's a chelator. It grabs onto the vital minerals and nutrients of any living thing it touches is it was actually used as a pipe cleaner in pipes when they first detected it and it kills everything. So that's why it dries out an entire crop of wheat and corn and oats and soy when it's sprayed as a drying agent. And it can kill weeds very effectively um, if the crop is engineered to withstand glyphosate. So those are called Roundup Ready or herbicide tolerant crops. 80% of GMO crops are engineered, yes. engineered to withstand glyphosate. And 280 million pounds of glyphosate are sprayed on our food crops every year. So it is the most widely used herbicide in the world. It's in Roundup or Ranger Pro. It's sprayed on your parks and sidewalks and streets. Your neighbors were probably spraying in the backyard up until this year because now it's not supposed to be allowed in for sale in um, in hardware stores for for personal use because 144,000 people sued Monsanto and won $12 billion due Good. to the fact that it was linked to non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So yes, yeah, so, so it's very harmful. It's an endocrine disruptor. It's a chelator. It's an antibiotic. So it builds up antibiotic resistance. It's just been, just recently a study came out this week showing uh, a causal link to increased le- leukemia with childhood exposure to glyphosate, um, also to depression and dementia to killing off sperm and to androgenizing or making female babies more masculine when they were exposed, the mothers were exposed to glyphosate and they were in the womb. Um, Also neurotoxicity, nervous system damage, all kinds of reproductive damage, birth defects, um, miscarriages. It is the leading cause of disease in America (laughs) by far. So um, it's it's in the majority of our food. Yeah. So that's a, that's a little bit about glyphosate. No, I really appreciate that. You know, and I think that's when some people will say, well, how, how are GMOs so bad? It's like, well, they're all just full of glyphosate. I don't know why I can't glyphosate, say Glyphosate, yeah. 80% glyphosate. are yeah, engineers to withstand glyphosate. Yes. Right. And the other 80%, yeah. And the other percentages, yeah. um, you know, might be, they might withstand other types of toxic chemicals, but they, they mostly in the past have been BT toxin GMOs, right. which are bacteria therogenesis. They're engineered to have mm-hmm. the pesticide built right in. Okay to the corner soy, oh or they're gosh. genetically engineered to have a desired trait. And I call those DT, desired trait GMOs, or they're also, also known as CRISPR or right. um, gene drive type of GMOs. That's like salmon that are engineered to grow four times fatter, four times faster and be sterile. Hmm. Just, you know, Or potatoes 
that don't look like they're rotting, but they're the masking of the browning of rotting right. is being, you know, it's being masked. The, the rotting is being masked. So you oh, don't wow. see the rotting, but you could smell the rotting. But those potatoes yeah. are still being used in French fries and in, um, you know, restaurants and things like that. So Ugh. I'm not interested in feeding my children any of these GMOs no. at all or these toxic pesticides. And I think they are the number one contributing factor of not only physical health issues in America, but also mental health issues. And we can get more into that when I talk about vitamin Bs. Absolutely. I think that is so important. Uh, They also have heavy metals, phthalates, uh, the agrochemicals, the glyphosate, glyphosate, Mm -hmm. and uh, actually get into the vitamin Bs. I'm curious about that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, the the mineral testing that we did we cuz we haven't talked about the the toxin testing we'll get into that but the oh, mineral sure. testing that we did was um i mean we did we mentioned glyphosate but i didn't get into the other ones yet so we will yeah. but the mineral testing was uh very disturbing because mm. the majority of the samples were abysmally low in very important uh brain function uh for instance let's see here Copper, magnesium, zinc, iron, potassium, and manganese and calcium were uh, much lower than what was needed to meet recommended daily intake. And first, keep in mind, some kids only have this type of fast food foods from their schools, right? Because right. that's all they have all day. And so they're, they are nutriently deficient. And so they're, they're starving for nutrients. So that's why some kids right. eat more because they're not getting the nutrients that they need. Uh, right. For instance, copper is essential for brain function and is across the board, copper and zinc imbalances are present in children with autism. Mm -hmm. And so what, you know, they're off whack and copper was so low in the Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets that an adult would have to eat nine servings of chicken nuggets in or in a day in order to receive the recommended daily intake of copper. There was horrible stuff you're getting, right? If you're having to eat even more to get some nutrition. Yes. And you're you're getting GMO canola oil and wheat that's sprayed with glyphosate and antibiotics in the chicken, which we'll talk about as well, right. all kinds of stuff. So there were zero amounts of vitamin B9 and B12, which were detected in any of the top 10 food samples. And these deficiencies can lead to fatigue, digestive issues, cardiac health, nervous system disorders, basically erratic behavior, which we're seeing in kids across the board. And vitamin B3 was so low in uh, the samples that on average for any fast food sample meal, you would have to just averaged out, which was, there was a huge difference. Chipotle was like nine meals. Chick-fil-A was 380. So on average, you'd have to eat 74 fast food meals to get your recommended daily intake of vitamin B3. Chick-fil-A sandwiches, a woman would have to eat 333 Chick-fil-A sandwiches and a man would have to eat 380. And we had this math checked because we were stunned by it. Oh yeah. Um, and but that's really <laughs> mind-blowing. The reason why this is so disturbing, Lisa, is because we are all seeing a rise in violence across yes. America. You know, it's school shootings just the just this week. I mean, they're happening on average. You know, some type of mass shooting, one or two a day now in America. It is so tragic what's happening, and we have seen studies connecting the deficiency of vitamin B three in particular to aggressive behavior. If I could tell you you, two two or three stories about this, I'd really appreciate it. I'd like to get this out to everybody I can. Um, So the first one is Barbara Reed Stitt is a Lifetime Achievement Award winner. And she wrote a book called Food and Behavior, A Natural Connection. I highly recommend it. And um, in that book, which she studied food and behavior for 20 years, she did studies on average of a year at prisons and school systems. And what she noticed across the board with criminals, parolees, serial killers, and high school dropouts was that the one thing that they all had in common was that they bragged that they lived on junk food. And when she did follow-up testing on them, she found that they were vitamin deficient in vitamin B. And vitamin B is needed for the prefrontal cortex to do do its function, which is proper decision-making, right? And when she switched out the foods to whole foods, healthier foods, um, and I just talked to Gary Null. He was a part of that. It was just on his show. He was talking oh, about Gary. he worked with Barbara Reed back back then in those days. Um, what they found was that the recidivism rate in the prisons switched. Instead of 70% going out and coming back in within a year, 70% stayed out. Only 30% came back in. And in the school system, instead of 
500 kids dropping out in a school of 5,000 kids, only 14 dropped out. And a significantly higher number of them went on to go to college and be successful in life. We also saw in uh, another study, I don't, sorry, I don't have the name of it right now, but there was a study done in a prison where there was a double placebo control group done. You know, some were given minerals and supplements, some were given placebos. There was a 37% drop in aggressive behavior in a very short time. In addition, animal studies back this up. There's a study out of the University of Strasbourg that's on hamsters in a monocrop cornfield. We know what that means. It could be GMO, but it's definitely pesticides and fertilizers, right? Sprayed on a monocrop field. The soil was completely deficient. It was like sand is what they reported. So mineral deficient, right? And what they found was a very disturbing behavior in these hamsters. The mothers were cannibalistic. They were eating their young on the first day of life and hence the decline in the hamster population, which was concerning the farmer. And um, and so they tested these hamsters, cannibalistic mother hamsters, and found that they were completely devoid of guess which vitamin? B. Vitamin B3. Three, yeah. <laughs> and when That's they administered awful. the vitamin B3, the cannibalistic behavior completely stopped. So moms across America has to ask, do we really need more gun laws that criminals are not going to follow anyway, or do we need to focus on giving Americans access to nutrient-dense, safe, non-toxic food? And yeah, No, you're so right. You know, And what yeah. we've seen is exactly that. We've had a Moms Across yeah. America supporter that called us and said, uh, her friend who had a language barrier, Hispanic mom wanted us, wanted, she wanted her to tell me my, my, her story. And she said that when her son was nine years old, he had mental health issues. The school ignored it until one day they called her and said, you've got to come pick up your school from, from, um, you have to pick up your son from yeah. school because he just threatened to blow up the school with a bomb. And she said, well, I told you he has mental health issues. I need help. She was a single mom, four kids. Santa Ana, California area, you know, needed help. And so they sent him to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist said, here's his medication, you know, an SSRI antidepressant. And she said, well, you know, isn't there anything else we can do? What about the side effects? Like she was very disturbed at the fact of giving her son a medication for the rest of his life. He said, well, you can either give him the medication or you can look at what you're feeding him. And he asked her what she was feeding him. And she's like, you know, tacos, hot dogs, pizza, you know, quesadillas, like whatever I can get into him. He's He's a picky kid, which is common in children with autism and behavioral issues, right? Yeah. And he said, well, you can either feed him organic food and avoid the toxins and the pesticides and the GMOs and the food dyes and the additives, or you can give him this medication. So she opted for, even on a very tight budget, to give him organic food. And within two weeks, the school was calling her and telling her, we don't know what you did, but this is a completely new human being. Please keep doing it. And she was calling me that day because it was the day after another shooting in Florida, you know, that big shooting. And she said, I want you to know that I know that my son, who is now 17, would be a sh- the person who would go out to Walmart or wherever and get a gun yeah. and shoot the classmates in his school. But he is not going to do that because he's eating organic food. He's responsible. He's healthy. He's happy. He's actually helping with community gardens. And I want you to know this because I want you to keep telling your network and your moms about the importance of eating organic food. Yeah, and, that's huge. And I, I acknowledged her because that's very difficult to say that your son could be a mass shooter. Of course, I mean, that of that course. is was shocking that she had the ability to say that. But I acknowledged her for creating a new future for her son by choosing yeah. to feed him organic food, no matter how difficult it was. I said, you created a new future for your son, the future he was going to have was one of death and destruction and trauma, but you created a new future for him and you created a new future for everybody at that school because they're not dealing with that kind of trauma and thousands of their friends and family. And I would assert maybe even for the entire country, because who knows, this kid could run for office. He could have an invention or a service that touches the lives of thousands or millions of people. And so that's why we're doing what we're doing today. We are doing yeah. this for the future of our country, for the for our children to be able to live up to their fullest potential, for the adults to be able to live up to their fullest potential, for yeah. people to have harmonious relationships. How many people feel cranky and say something mean to their loved ones after they eat a junk food meal? Yeah, I, I, I could. We could probably tag a very large percentage of divorces <laughs> on people eating junk food. You know, it, yeah. it's 
not to not say they shouldn't be responsible for their behavior. Of but, course, but you know, still. eating yeah, eating junk food impacts every area of it your really life. Does. You know, I want to jump in because I have a I have a friend in prison, known him for like 40 years. And um he he calls me regularly and he was saying, you know, it the food is so bad. We get a teaspoon of the mushiest overcooked peas you could imagine with hard white rice and a piece of white bread. He said, I have to eat food from the commissary, which I know is crap. All of the very highly processed, prepackaged, chemical, toxin-laden foods, because I'm so flipping hungry. Mm. They don't give a crap about, not to mention, he gets 20 minutes of therapy a month. So don't even get me into the prison system. There, It isn't rehab. They're feeding these people horrible, horrible food to save money, but they're just making everybody angrier, hungry, tired, moody. It's just, it's insane. I, I knew it was bad, but then knowing someone in the system, it's just absolutely heartbreaking. And you know, they're getting money from that somehow, right? They're getting maybe yes. $3 a meal per prisoner, but they're only giving them 90 cents worth oh. of food. You know, somebody's yes. making money on the back end of that. And yes, yeah, I've had, I've had loved ones in the prison system before and it's atrocious. Yeah. yeah they, it's they, awful. this person went jaundice, you know, from the yeah. lack of nutrition and nutrition and um, the mental health issues are rampant uh, primarily because of uh, the lack of nutrition in the food supply. And we would like to test prison food. That would be one of the foods that we oh, would like to test. We'd like great. to test military. I don't know how we would do that though. That would be very complicated. I don't know how we would get the samples. Military rough, food yeah. might also be a little tricky, but we would possibly do that. Children's hospital food. I think unfortunately we would have oh, enough moms in yeah. our network with children in the hospital that could support us in doing that. Right. So if you are interested in having more testing done to uncover and expose what's really happening in our food supply, we would appreciate a donation at momsacrossamerica.org. Oh, yeah, we absolutely. are very tiny nonprofit and all right. wearing about six to 12 different hats. And so we promise yeah. that your money will go towards um, what it needs to go towards and get that yeah. work done. Yeah, um, But it's 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 abysmal what's happening in food supply. And it's all about greed. So we need to hold oh, them accountable. We need right. to hold them accountable in order for change to happen. That's just what they're not going to do it by their own volition because they're making too much money from it. Yeah. The, they are. the, you the know, CEO, of, oh, CEO of, I believe, I think it's McDonald's, makes $1.8 million a month. $1.8 million a month. The workers on average are making $2,000 a month. It, it's real. And, and the average American spends $10,000 a year on on um, healthcare expenses. So they're, right. the average fast food worker is making $26,000 a year and they're spending up to potentially 10,000 of it on healthcare expenses, probably right. because they're eating crap food every day and poisoning themselves. Yes. This yes. is and a messed up system that is oh, only making the CEOs of, of pharmaceutical companies and of fast food companies exactly more exactly. Uh, wealthier. You know, one of those commercials that drove me nuts was uh, the purple pill, just say that. And it's like, oh, I my stomach gets upset or I get heartburn when I eat junk. But I'm, you know, and then they show him pizza and hot dogs and all kinds of stuff. And but he's like, but I just take my pill and I'm fine. I'm like, really? This is a message now? Yeah. So just don't take care of yourself. And now sometimes people need medication, right? That's mm -hmm. a, To me, that's a different thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you know, my daughter is on the autism spectrum and has ADHD. And I've had people say, God, you spoil her. You cook so much for her and you do so much for her. And I said, yeah, because she already has autism and ADHD. I don't want her eating artificial colors, artificial flavors, toxins, phthalates, all this stuff. Yeah, I do make her lunch every day. And I do get organic frozen vegetables. By the way, that's a great way to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I also make a lot of frozen, a lot of, excuse me, organic brown rice, organic beans you can put in a crock pot. Because one of the things I like to do on Health Power is give people solutions, right? So if they're like, well, I okay, so fast food's crap. Now what? Well, you can buy bulk grains. You can buy bulk beans. You can buy frozen vegetables. You can buy frozen fruits. Uh, you can find a way to make it more economical. And I think that's an important message too, is Google. How do I make brown? You know, I, I know how to make four different types of grains in a rice cooker. You can DM me, yes. Lisa Davis, MPH on, on Instagram. Yeah. So there are things we can do, but it still just makes it seem impossible when you're tired and you're overwhelmed and you're a single mom and you're driving home and there's five freaking fast food places next to each other. But it is doable. It and is. And, you know, 
For instance, last night I made a pot of curry lentils for my son and it must have taken me less than five minutes to put it all in a pot, even chopping up vegetables and adding in tomato sauce from our garden, which by the way, is a very good way. If you can grow tomatoes, grow some vegetables and greens, then you can always, you always have a source to go out. You you don't need a very big area either. Just a very small plot can provide you with tons of spinach and kale and onions, um, which are very good for removing toxins from your body, yeah. and um, and tomatoes. Tomatoes are so prolific. You know, a zucchini and cucumbers very prolific. So you can have access to fresh fruits and vegetables, which, by the way, when you eat them within the first twenty four hours or so, or freeze them, as you're saying, yeah. within the first twenty four hours, you're retaining the nutrients yeah. that you're not going to get from buying from a grocery store where that food has been sitting on the shelf for three days and it was transported for a week. Yeah. And you know, the nutrients are are very new. Nu- deficient in that. So if you can grow your own food, that's a wonderful way. And I just threw some tomato sauce and some curry and some chopped up, you know, leftover vegetables in, in, in this pot of lentils and, you know, turned it on. And within 20 minutes, he had a complete meal of all kinds of nutrients and vitamins, totally organic. And it probably cost like a dollar or two at the most, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love lentils. Yeah. Lentils are amazing. Yeah. And if you can save up, get an Instant Pot. I made a beef stew yes. last night. I say to people, oh, well, you know, it's so expensive to get grass-fed meat. Well, then just eat meat less mm-hmm. often. And so I made a beef stew. I don't put as much beef as recipe calls for. But then I got the potatoes, the carrots, the celery, yep. onion and garlic, mm-hmm. uh, some Worcestershire sauce. You know, yeah. it's not some beef broth. You can get organic beef broth and or you can make your own and Yep. Get a or vegetable broth, you know, I mean, or tomato, or vegetable tomato, broth, a little tomato, can yes. of organic tomato paste, or, or yeah, or whatever you sauce. have. Yeah, exactly. And it's mm-hmm. flipping delicious. And then I give that to my daughter for a few days a week, and then I switch up and make lentils or something else. But there's got to be alternatives. I just find it so sad that the greed is what this is all about. And there are so there are some better fast food restaurants that use yeah, so things Chipotle- that are. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about the toxins. About okay. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. talk about the toxins. So we, yeah. <laughs> we said that glyphosate was in 100% of the samples. Panera right. bread had the highest levels. And, really? and then Subway, because I believe the wheat, the wheat is sprayed with glyphosate as a drying oh. agent. That's where it's getting in. Chipotle had the lowest levels. I think possibly because there's no wheat in their bowl. You know, they're everything, right. their, their rice bowl. We tested mm. with carnitas with everything on it. And it had a very, like, four parts per billion of glyphosate. Um, Chipotle, uh, sorry, um, Panera Bread had like 235 or 265 parts per billion of glyphosate. So much higher levels of glyphosate in fast food that in general that has a wheat bread sandwich, right? Like that right. type of fast food is going to be higher. And um, 74, 76% of the samples had pesticides, harmful pesticides in them. And unfortunately in the Pizza Hut, I'll just give an example, Pizza Hut Pizza, um, the cheese and pepperoni pizza had no harmful pesticides detected, but the vegetable top pizza from Pizza Hut had 21 parts per billion of harmful pesticides. So it's the vegetables, the non-organic vegetables that have pesticides sprayed on them that are bringing in the harmful pesticides. We found this in the school lunches as well. The school lunch um, apples were very high in pesticides. So it's no longer sufficient to tell people, eat your fruits and vegetables to be healthy. You have to say, eat your organic fruits and vegetables. And Charles Benbrook out of Health Research, uh, sorry, Health Heartland Health Research Alliance found that if human beings in America switched just their fruits and vegetables to organic, we're not talking about the glyphosate on grains, we're not talking about meats and dairy right now, just their fruits and vegetables to organic, they would eliminate 98% of their harmful pesticide consumption. So fruits and vegetables are very important to be organic. I'm sorry, you can't just order a salad from a fast food place and think that you're eating or you are actually eating more harmful pesticides than you would if you're eating a pizza. Not saying the pizza is great either, but, um, you know, that's, that's the case. And then we found, we tested for veterinary drugs and hormones. Mm hmm. And we found three types of veterinary drugs and hormones in these samples. Um, two of them were um, antibiotics that are called ionopores, and they're monosin and nerosin. We found in 60% and 40% respectively of the top 10 samples. And these are very concerning because at very low levels, they're extremely toxic to horses and dogs and can cause their hind legs to be dysfunctional. 
And so that just makes me wonder if human beings are consuming this on a daily basis, could this be connected? This is just a theory, just a question. Could it be connected to restless leg syndrome and um, neuropathy that's happening in human beings? These are antibiotics that are given to fatten up beef and dairy cattle. And we know, of course, American is getting more and more obese and we have these leg problems. You see people in water parks and amusement parks with purple, large, like purple legs, right? And they can't walk and they're in wheelchair. Like one just has to wonder, right? And then the the third type of veterinary drug we found is an antiparasitic called um, narcobazine. And it's used uh, to treat cocositis. It's a common parasite in chickens primarily. And they can't give it to egg-laying chickens, however, because it will prevent them from laying eggs. They can only give it to meat birds. And that's why we found it in the Chick-fil-A sandwich, because they were they're meat birds, obviously. Th- this narcobazine is a known aviary contraceptive. It prevents, they give it to um, pigeons and geese where they don't want them to be laying eggs around, you know, airports and parks oh, and okay. city capitals and things like that around the world it is a known aviary contraceptive. And it was found in a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Okay. So who knows what is happening to the human population? If we are eating chicken with a known aviary contraceptive in it on, for some people, practically a daily basis, you know, they, some people get their chicken nuggets or KFC there, you know, and I don't know that it's in those other brands, you know, other brands. Um, but we do know that it's in, it was found in a Chick-fil-A sandwich and could be found in hundreds of more, you know, places, you know, they, as they batch process these birds, they put thousands of birds in a vat together, you know? Yes. I don't think people realize that when you go to a place like that Chick-fil-A, you're not the chicken. It's not like going and buying an organic chicken or even an, an organic rotisserie chicken at a, you know, grocery store, you can get one that this is, they shoot it up full of crap. It's like chicken with water, potassium, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not just a piece of chicken. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's also ground. (laughs) It's not from one chicken either. They grind up chickens, hundreds of chickens at a time, you know, so you're getting bits of chicken from all. So if one chicken was sick, then it's now polluting, right? All of the hundreds of chickens or maybe even thousands of chickens that come, you know, that are being processed at the same time. So so it's a, it's a mass and there's no way for them really, I mean, maybe there is a way, but they don't really source the chicken, like where right. those chickens are coming from. And so it's very hard to track, you know, the disease yes. levels and all that. Um, but yeah, so then the heavy metals, we found uh, lead and cadmium in a hundred percent of the samples tested. The highest level uh, was a uh, heavy metal was cadmium found in an in, in and out French fries. And this is because potatoes and sweet potatoes also can be high in heavy metals because they're in the ground, they're absorbing the heavy metals. Right. And most of these heavy metals, according to scientists and farmers that I've talked to, are likely coming from the manure. Now, conventional farming uses straight up pe- fertilizer chemicals like potassium and phosphorus and you know those types of things, straight up chemicals, but organic farmers cannot use that. And we do know that... Um, in and out does make attempts to have healthier, safer, you know, food and uh, so does Chipotle and so does many. However, when they try to use, avoid the the chemical fertilizers, they use manure instead. And manure from animals can often come from confined animal feeding operations and confined animal feeding operations feed their, the, the animals, the, the pigs or the cows or the chickens, grain sprayed with glyphosate, GMO grain sprayed with glyphosate. Glyphosate has been shown to contain heavy metals in it, the, the Roundup formulations. So, and also glyphosate chelates, those heavy metals grabs onto them, right? right? And so it can accumulate heavy metals and that ends up in the feces going out, right? In the manure. And then that manure is put on crops uh, that are people who are trying to be healthier. The, these farmers are trying to make, make healthier choices, but they yeah. end up polluting the soil with these heavy metals. And it's ending up in baby food, high levels of baby food, in potatoes, in sweet potatoes, Um if I had a baby now, I would really avoid potatoes and sweet potatoes as much as possible, even organic, unfortunately, um, oh, really? for as long as possible. Yeah, I would do other oh, other foods like bananas and mangoes and yeah. you know squash and things, especially. And I would you know grow my own food as much as possible too, or at least yeah. know the farmer, get the get the food from a farmer's market, make it yourself. Right now, you had mentioned uh, let's see, In and Out, Pizza Hut, Chick Fil A. What were some of the other places they got the sure. food from? Well. Um, so we also tested impossible food products 
and there's an impossible food burger at Burger King. And there's an impossible breakfast sausage at Starbucks. And both of those impossible food samples had twice the amount of glyphosate than their meat counterparts. So for impossible foods to imply in any way in their marketing that their, um, their fast food choices are healthier choices than their counterparts is completely untrue. And they can come after me and say whatever they want. They, I've been attacked multiple times by the impossible food sure. people. I don't care. We are going to tell the truth because sure. you cannot lie to the American public and continue to get, get away with it, especially when it, can, it pertains to the health of our community. Okay. This is, right. we are going to call them out. Uh, we tested, um, as we said, Chipotle had the lowest levels of glyphosate. We're very glad about that. But they did have a, you know, an, not a high number, but a, sort of a, an average number of pesticides. So they need to do better with the harmful pesticides. Um, there were high levels in, um, ja- I believe, what was it? A Sonic Burger I had the highest levels of lead. Um, let me see what else. There were high levels of glyphosate, I think, as I mentioned in uh, the bread samples. Let me see. Yeah. Oh, arsenic oh, was right. in Panda Express orange chicken and white rice at 362% higher than what the EPA allows in drink- drinking water. Oh my God. I never eat ars- uh, ch- chicken out unless I know it's no. organic and pasture-raised because we have a Moms Across America supporter whose husband is a trucker and told us that he had to get a hazmat license in order to transport chicken feed because there's so much arsenic in it. And I learned recently, the reason why there's so much arsenic in it is because it bloats the stomach of the chickens and they can eat more. So they get fatter faster. So it's like the bloating, which is a reaction to poison, right? right? Creates more room in their stomach and they eat more and they get fatter faster. And then they're loaded up with this arsenic, which is a known toxin, Right. right? So, um, yeah. So these, these fast food brands, you wanted to know more of them. Let me see. I have the thing. So we tested the top 10 are McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, Starbucks, Subway, Burger King, Domino's. Domino's supplies pizza, by the way, to the school lunches as well. Yeah. Wendy, Wendy's, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, Chipotle, and Taco Bell. Those were the the top 10. And the top 20, you can, you can just look on our website. For sure. The, I'm, for I'm curious about Dunkin' Donuts because I grew up in California. I moved to the East coast. Uh, there's one on like every corner. I'm like, what is, I don't understand what's, what is, how are donuts at all good for you? And now they're adding all these other things. And I know a lot of people go there for coffee, but well, yeah, what the did you find sandwich, there? You would, either you would have to eat 47 Dunkin' Donuts breakfast sandwiches in order to get your recommended daily intake of vitamin B3. They're nutrition nutritionally devoid, oh you know, God. essentially of of vitamins and minerals. So um, you're you're not doing yourself a favor by starting off no. with with low nutrients. Have a green smoothie. Have you know a pasture raised? If you if you do eat eggs, I I have eggs because I found out my DNA, my genetics. I don't absorb choline well through plants. Choline is very important mm-hmm. for memory. So I have a couple eggs a week. And mine are, you know, we have our own chickens, so I know what they eat. They're pasture raised. For people who can't do that, just make sure they're pasture raised, organically fed, and you're going to get a lot of protein and nutrients in, you know, in a one boiled egg even is a better way to start your day, you know? Absolutely. I mean, sometimes I eat whatever you'd call lunch food or dinner food for breakfast. Yeah. Protein is very important to have in the morning rather than, you know, a bunch of sugar. And I was talking to a nutritionist who reviewed the information for us. Her name's um, uh, Janelle before this, all this testing came out. And she said every day she was, she would take the bus. She used to take the bus when she was training for, to be a student for nutrition. And she saw this mother, you're probably low income with her daughter, bringing her daughter to probably daycare, right? Uh, Probably three or four years old. And the daughter was always eating pop tarts, or, you know, some type of snack bar, something like that. With, yeah. and, and the daughter was screaming and crying. And one day she's like, I don't know what came over me. I finally said to the woman, please, for the love of God, feed your child some protein. And the woman looked taken aback, but was like, okay. You know, I don't know if she told her she was a nutritionist or what, but she took the yeah. information. And the next couple of days when she saw the child was behaving better and she checked in with her, she said, how's your daughter doing? She said, you know what? I have to tell you, I'm giving her, you know, eggs and beans or whatever, you know, protein for breakfast and her behavior has totally shifted. Yeah. 
So it, the, the sugar feeds bad gut bacteria, by the way, folks, if yes. your child is craving cheese and sugar and like, they'll only eat certain things, it's not really them that's craving that it's the bad bacteria in the gut that wants to be fed more. The, the certain bacteria that feeds off of dairy, that feeds off of sugar, that wants ice cream, that wants chicken nuggets, you're, they, that bacteria tells the brain, I need more of that. And they will like bang their head against the refrigerator door. They will kick, they will scream, yeah. they'll throw fits because they want that food. And you will think that's the only food that you can feed them. No, that's not yeah. true. You're actually making the problem worse by feeding them that food. Now, will you have a rough time for a little while if you stop feeding them that food? Yes, you will. But the child will not starve. They will eventually eat the food that you give them. So what I urge parents to do is to go cold turkey and clear out the pantry and the refrigerator and every little nook and cranny of offending foods. Get it all out. And I know that's going to be painful, but you got to rip the bandaid off sometime in order to start to heal. You know, you've got to allow the new fresh organic foods to come in and eventually your child will eat the foods that you make available and they will notice a difference. They will start to sleep better. They will behave better. They will learn better and they will grow to actually enjoy getting the nutrients they need um, from this organic food. And if you have to cut your budget and shopping for clothes, I I hardly ever buy new clothes. I almost always buy consignment clothes. There's very nice consignment clothes out there, right? You can buy consignment yeah, uh, me too. And you can buy consignment, you know, uh, Instapots, right? Way cheaper yeah. that way. And pots oh, yeah. and pans. And uh, yeah. we don't need the newest phones, folks. We really don't. You don't need a fancy vacation. You can go camping and be in nature and have a way better experience for your children, especially if they're sensory overloaded. Going to a hotel with Wi-Fi blasting is right. like the worst thing you can do for your kid. Get out in a tent in nature and you will have a completely new child in a couple of days or a week. Right. Like, so there are things that you can do to afford organic. Yeah. I also think uh, if you can afford to save up for an air fryer, that has changed my life. So I'll Mm. take frozen organic vegetables. uh, I'll stick them in an air fryer, put a little avocado oil. I mean a little, just a little spray or a little table teaspoon. Yeah. Put it on for 15 minutes and then you flip them around. You put it on another 10 minutes. They're crispy. They're delicious. Oh, really? Every day, my mom, my daughter's like, mom, where's the vegetables? I get this one organic mix that has, um, but now I'm worried because you said, well, it does have organic potatoes and yams. It also has broccoli, carrots, and it has chickpeas. So right. you're getting a lot of good stuff in there. Sometimes mm-hmm. we'll have a chicken on, like a real chicken yep. <laughs> on the side or something or grass-fed meat. Um, but it's amazing. And like yeah. she asked for it, you know, and it's it, wonderful. And and I don't want to say you, you shouldn't ever eat potatoes. I mean, we eat potatoes and sweet potatoes and things like that, but right. Yeah. If, if they're organic, they, they will, they will hopefully be better. We don't know. We haven't tested everything, okay. but it is important. I think every year to get a heavy metal checkup, just go to yeah, the doctor and get a blood check, a blood test on your heavy metal levels. And then if you do have high levels of heavy metals, you can go through detox projects uh, pr- processes to reduce them. Okay. It can be very difficult, but for instance, one we didn't test for that we want to test for in the future is aluminum mm-hmm. um, because it's sprayed in the air. It's you know it's right. in cans, and I had uh, four parts per billion of aluminum in my body, which is which is not great. Um, and I drank Fiji water every day and got it down to not detectable. My dad, who had a DTAP shot because he previously had a flu shot and he fell, he got dizzy from it. And then they gave him a DTAP shot because he had a cut in his arm. So they thought, oh, tetanus, you need a DTAP shot. The first ingredient is aluminum. So he had 246 parts per billion of aluminum in his body after these shots. And he had total organ failure, Uh, chronic kidney disease, chronic liver disease, congestive heart failure, COPD, emphysema. He had that open heart surgery within two months of having these shots. And this was when he was 91 years old. We thought he was going to die. And we tested him and found 246 parts per billion of aluminum in him. And the, the doctor was horrified. He's like 25 is toxic. Like we didn't, he had no idea how my dad was even alive, but that's how stubborn my dad was. He was so healthy and so stubborn. Right. He lived through, he lived through hospice for six months. We thought he was going to die and he lived through, they <laughs> oh had to goodness. release him from hospice. Wow. That's how stubborn he was. But during that time I was giving him Fiji water and Fiji water has something naturally in it. It's the volcanic type of uh, ingredient right. called silica and it has to be natural. You can't add the silica into so, water. Okay. It has to come from a source. And his levels got down to six parts per billion two weeks before he died. 
So his organ damage still had happened, but his cognitive visibility was back. He was able to read A Brief History in Time by Stephen Hawkins two weeks before he died. And before that, he didn't even want to read a magazine. Wow. His cognitive ability was was so bad. So you can get heavy metals out of your body. You just need to be consistent. You you need to do testing and you need to consult a doctor about the detox project. I mean, detox uh, process. Well, you know, I'm glad that you brought up the tetanus because all I know, I haven't had one in years, but all I know is it really flipping hurts and I'm a big baby. So the doctor, I had my yearly checkup recently and he's like, do you want to get your tetanus? I said, no. I'm not getting it. I'm not going to be around a bunch of sharp nails. And he's like, well, you never know. Well, I said, listen, I better knock on something. (laughs) I said, no, I mean, I'll, I'll get some, but I'm not, but that's a whole nother topic. But I said, I'm not, I'm not getting that one. Um, I had no idea. Just for your viewers, if you do some research on it, by the time the, I don't know if you call them antibodies against tetanus, whatever it is, by the time it Uh kicked in, it's a week later. And if you were to get tetanus, you would have died within a week. It's like, if you actually get, it's very rare that you're going to get it anyway. It really only happens if the wound is so deep that you can't clean it out. If the wound is able to be cleaned out, they can clean out the iodine and all this. They can clean it out and they can get rid of that bacteria. But um, if the wound is so deep that they can't clean it out, then actually getting the tetanus shot is useless because by the time it kicks in, you would have died anyway. So, and then you're getting it along with pertussis and diphtheria and the first ingredient is aluminum. I would rather not have the aluminum. I'd rather right. they clean the wound out. That's all. <laughs> oh, I totally hear you. You know, yeah. I saw something you'd mentioned at the beginning about something going viral. I saw something about McDonald's French fries and the guy is like, and people, I bet they're, you know, obviously people are still going to eat them anyway. Was that something connected to this study? And, and no, that was, you know? that was different. And oh, okay. And, yeah, that was a different study. I think that was the one that showed that the pesticides that they spray on the potatoes that are used for McDonald's French fries, they have to off gas for like four to six weeks or something. Crazy yes, like that. that was what it was. Yeah, in yeah. order for people oh to be gosh. even around them, and then they expect people to eat them. So, yeah, not, I'm not not interested. My kids won't no. even pee at McDonald's. Like if they have no. to pee and we're on a road, they don't even want to go into McDonald's because yeah. the smell of the oil. Like it smells toxic to them and they're right, you know? No, it is. Well, you know, it's been good because I've raised my daughter this way and and to be health conscious. I'm not saying she doesn't eat any junk, but she doesn't even want fast food. Yeah. And I told her about this study and she goes, mom, I'm going to tell my friends because they eat fast food and I really don't want them to, but it's hard, you know, it's hard to convince them. Where can we find all of the information? And then I would love for you to come back because there's still so much more to talk about. I want to know all the different things that your mom organization does. I love hearing about a mom organization that's doing something great like this. You know, Um, I think it's so important. So Tell us, Thank is you. there anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to add? And then, of course, you're welcome. I want you to come back. And then all the ways people can see all this research and, and all the great work you've done. No, thank you so much. Yeah, I did want to add that we are doing something about it. We did meet with um, the USDA last week. We oh, went to Washington, D.C. We had a meeting also as a congressional briefing in front of senators' aides. And there are several senators that are interested in, you know, helping move the needle forward. Good. And uh, we also met with the School Nutrition Association. And they made a very good point, though, that having a bill just to um, increase the restrictions on school lunches, you know, and increase the quality of school lunches is very difficult because they have to source from the mainstream food supply. They can't, you know, if we put the if we put the pets, the levels of glyphosate down to 10 parts per billion or something, where the heck are they going to find food that has less than 10 parts per billion of glyphosate on it if the mainstream food supply doesn't require that? Right. You know, you know what I mean? So we yes. have to transform the entire food supply and we need your help to do that. One way to do that is to have your kids stop eating fast food and school lunches and tell them why. And, yes. um, you know, we are going to be putting up petitions any day now. We're just working on getting a platform for it. We may just do it on our website. We want to petition Panera Bread to source only from suppliers that will not allow the spraying of glyphosate or any toxic chemical on their wheat. We think Panera Bread and or Subway could lead the way on that. It would be a huge shift for the fast food oh, industry yeah, and definitely. for our school lunches. And we think, you know, companies like In-N-Out could, you know, source from source manures for their soils, you know, make sure their suppliers are sourcing responsibly and testing for heavy metals. That would be yeah. a huge shift. These companies could do something faster than the federal government is my point. If we all right. say, 
we're not going to buy it because it's poisoned with heavy metals and glyphosate and pesticides and veterinary drugs and hormones. We consumers can do something faster than the U.S. government can on this because of consumer pressure and our purchasing power. So go to momsacrossamerica.org and please sign the petitions when we send out the links or make phone calls, whatever it is that you feel moved to do. It's better for us to be able to track you know, how many people did that. So we do appreciate the petition signing. And uh, donate to us when you can at momsacrossamerica.org. You know, being a $10 monthly supporter would be huge for us to be able to get a lot more done. And join us on our Monday Night Moms Connect calls. We're not having one this Monday, but next Monday we'll have one. I'm going to be at the Children's Health Defense Conference, and I'll be giving a recap of that. So next Monday night at 7 p.m., we have a Monday Night Moms Connect calls where we connect with moms and dads and just people in general all across the country on Monday nights, and we can talk in person. And we often do, you know, calls to action and also learn a lot from each other. I learn something from our, um, you know, the people, the participants every time. We have very, very smart people on these calls. So we invite you to do that. Is that 7 p.m. Pacific time or Eastern time? Sorry, 7 p.m. Eastern time. 7 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. It used to be 8 p.m., but it's it's a little, got a little bit early. I go to bed at 8.30. So I was like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we I hope you'll join us. I love my sleep. Yeah, I think you're amazing. I want to thank, thank you, you so much for coming thank on, you, Zen. It's such you're an awesome important too. issue. Thank you. And I, you know, again, I know there's issues out there. And I know that, you know, you can say, oh, well, it's easy for you because blah, 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 you know. But, you know, it takes time to cook. And it, does, well, it takes time but to wait. But you can. Exactly. It takes time to wait in the line to get the fast True. food. True. Within the 20 True. minutes that you've driven to the fast food place That's or driven, even if you're driving past you it. You can cook. Yes. Waited in line and all. You can cook something in 20 minutes, especially if like on Sunday you've cooked a whole chicken, you've right. done a whole pot of potatoes, you've done some, you've got some air fryer, 15 minutes. I didn't know that. That's a great tip. I think I'm going to have to get an oh, air fryer. The air fryer is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Really. That's You wonderful. can make I love so many things in it. The Instapot, Instapot is fabulous. Too. Too. And you know even this, a slow cooker, yeah. you put it in in the morning and by the end of the day, you've got exactly. delicious beef stew. Yeah. yeah, you're so right. You know, I think it, the sad thing is I think my pit bull blue actually eats better than most people. So he's on a really strict diet because uh, he has a lot of food issues. So he has ground turkey that's mm-hmm. organic yeah, and acorn squash, which I don't buy organics. It's really mm-hmm. expensive, but the acorn squash is so thick. That hardening outside yes. is so Less thick. to have yes. pesticides. Yeah. And organic peas. That's, and then some stuff. That's what Blue eats. A lot of times, to be honest, if I don't have anything to eat, I always have turkey and squash. I'll just eat, put a little salt on it and eat it. And it's yeah. not bad. I was like, it's pretty good. No, it's delicious. But even and, something and like that. You bring up an important point now. It's more yeah. than half of our, our pets have cancer. Yes. When or before they die, or you know, the reason why they die. And that's because of these toxins in the food supply. Folks. Oh, the dog food is flipping horrible. Dog food and the cat food is horrific. And so if you don't want to spend thousands of dollars on pet bills, spend a little bit more money on organic pet food. It's so important. Yeah, Yeah. it really is. Yeah. And uh, if you like dogs, please check out my other podcast, The Bully. I have to learn how to say my own podcast, The Bully Girl Magazine podcast. Mm -hmm. It's not just about bully breeds, but right now Frenchies are the number one dog in America. And the majority of people coming on who talk about their dogs have a little cute Frenchie puppy. There's a recent episode of a little Frenchie puppy with a little pink hoodie. Oh my God, it's so cute. So please check that out wherever you get your podcast, Bully Girl Magazine podcast. And I did have a doctor on recently or nutritionist talking about omega-3s for dogs and how important Mm -hmm. that is. So we got to take care of ourselves. We got to take care of our pets. We got to take care of the planet. So everybody keep coming back to Health Power, rate, review, subscribe, and never miss an episode. Thanks so much. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. And we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.